Hello and welcome to another episode of Empire. I'm Pete Barenberg. Along with me always is founder and CEO of PureWell, Nick DeFrancesco. How you doing, buddy? Thanks, Pete. I'm doing well. I think we got a great show on today. Why don't you tell everybody who we got? All right. Well, we actually are dealing with a pretty much a new collaboration in the world of first vertically integrated. It's a minority owned uh, and social equity commercial cannabis company. The collaboration we're talking about is with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris Ball, founder of uh, Ball Family Farms, as well as star of P Valley, Alphonse. <clears throat> Sorry, Nicholson. How you doing, Alphonse? I'm doing well. How you doing, yeah. Pete? Doing well. How you doing, Chris? What's up, Pete? Good morning, my brother. Doing well. Doing well. So, I mean, let's get into it. Uh, Chris, how do you and uh, Alphonse connect and decide on a collaboration? I mean, tell us how that started. Um, well, the collaboration first began or was birthed about almost two years ago now. And... Um, it's pretty cool, man. Like I was a, I was a fan. I had watched uh, P Valley um, before I actually knew uh, J. Alphonse and was just a fan of the show and was really um, a fan of his work, uh, the work he was doing in the show, you know, the dynamics of his character and his, his abilities to, uh, to storytell. And um, the, the, this was right around COVID, you know, when COVID was, was in. So right around that time after the, the first season had ended, a buddy of mine, uh, actually, who's a partner in Ball Family Farms, told me that, um, hey, there's some actor, you know, who's a fan of yours, is a fan of the brand and would like to meet you. So I'm like, well, who? You know, during that time, during COVID, you know, uh, we were soaring as a company and, you know, it was the Black Lives Matter movement. So I had a lot of people, you know, wanting to talk to me and meet me at that time. So I'm like, OK, well, who is it this time? Like, who wants to? <laughs> Who wants to to, to ride the, my cannabis wave, right? <laughs> and um, nice wave I saw, ride. I said, well, it's a nice wave to ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, who, who, now who wants, you know, whatever. So yeah. he sent me a picture. He's like, I don't really know him, you know, but apparently, you know, he's he's an actor and he's on the show. So I said, okay, send me a picture. So he sends me the picture and uh, I recognized him right away. I'm like, oh shit, you know, that's that's Lil Murder for me. That's Lil Murder. Like, I fuck with him. Like, you know, there's a meeting. You know, my boy set the meeting. Maybe it was about a week later. Uh, uh, Jay Alphonse came over to the our Hollywood office and um, immediately, man, we just kind of fucking hit it off. You know, he, he when I walked in the door, you know, he we were fans of each other. So there was mutual respect there already for both of our crafts. And um, as we sat there and talked, you know, um, we smoked a joint, you know, we, we poured a drink and we just kind of sat there and talked and got to know one another. And he, you know, when he um, told me his story and, and the, the, the trials and tribulations that he had been through to get to where he was, um, I resonated with that. You know, it, it reminded me a lot of my journey, you know, uh, in the cannabis space. Only his was in, in the acting world um, where he had come from, you know, being a, another inner city guy, you know, coming from nothing and being able to create something of value for himself and his family. We just I just felt a, a bond to him. And when we spoke, you know, he immediately told me he was a fan of the, of the brand and, and the weed. But then he he told me that he was interested in, in actually being in the cannabis space. This was something that he wanted to do as he got older. He wanted to learn how to grow. Um, you know, he wanted, when he retired, he wanted to have his own garden. And that, you know, stuck with me because most people in his position, 
you know, come into our space and they believe that their celebrity uh, gives them the rights to, to culture vote our, our industry or that their celebrity is somehow going to help us sell weed. And, you know, he was very aware that it didn't, you know, he came in and he was very humble and he was very just like, yo, if you could just teach me how to how to be in this space at whatever capacity, I'm willing to, to clean the floors in your facility if necessary. And that to me was special because here's a guy who is successful at what he does. You know, he's 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 in the acting world. I'm a fan of his and his work. And he's sitting in my, my office telling me that he'll do whatever he needs to do uh, uh, to get into the space and, and to learn from me. So right at that moment, I knew there was something special about him. And I have been off. I have been asked, you know, by other celebrities and other people to brand ambassador for Ball Family Farms to do collaborations. And I always stayed away from it because at Ball Family Farms, we are we are really big on authenticity. Right. We don't partner with people just because you're a rapper or you're an actor and bring you into our space like there needs to be a reason there needs to be a why behind anything we do at ball family farm so you know as as we sat there and, and talked you know it went on for about three hours you know and um at the end of it you know we're both we're both high at this point <laughs> so you know emotions are running high you know we, we, we're telling these stories and we're there. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many other things that were connecting us so in that moment, you know, I was, you know, deep down, I'm kind of like, damn, I should just, you know, talk to him about brand ambassador now. And I'm like, you know what, Chris, like, don't make any rash decisions. Don't make any emotional decisions. You've been drinking, you're high, you're a fan. Of this guy. Like, <laughs> go home and sleep on the shit at least. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? If everybody had that uh, self-control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been doing this shit a little minute, so I don't have to control my own. <laughs> Um, but yeah, lo and behold, you know, maybe about two or three weeks later, you know, I slept on it. We kept in touch. And then, you know, I finally, you know, pro did the, uh, how can I say, I, I proposed, we kind of proposed, that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Initially on some weed shit and, and, and brand ambassador shit. And then, you know, after that, the, the journey began. You know, well, 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 Chris, let's seriously, let's talk about this. You said... And why is it important for you that it's not about a celebrity status, right? Like it's because you're building a brand, right? And you have the quality you said and authenticity. So tell people, why is that important that it's not just about who you are and why it has to help with your brand and, and what you're making? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, man, because uh, I've spoken to a, a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of celebrities that have come into our space and, you know, they just, they don't understand, right? And and it's not their fault, you know, they're celebrities. Anything right. that they do and they touch, they get paid for because they're gonna bring awareness to something, right? So I understand that, I understand that train of thought. And in the beginning, you know, I, I, I too also thought, you know, well, maybe celebrity does help, you know, sell cannabis. Maybe, maybe it does bring more eyes to weed. And then you quickly find out, you know, that the celebrity doesn't do anything right it's if the weed is shit it doesn't matter right i don't care who's selling it i don't care what celebrity has their face on it you'll get the one buy and then the consumer will go this ain't no good and they'll never buy it again so right. there's no value there right the value is in the operator the value is in the cultivator is in the product i can take a shit, i can take a really good product and make some guy that nobody's ever heard of extremely relevant in the cannabis world because the weed is good. 
the weed that's attached to his name is making waves around the industry and with the consumer. So, you know, when I explained that, you know, to Fonz, he understood. He got it. You know, he wasn't he didn't come in and ask me for no money or what do I get out of the deal and all of that? He said, man, I just want to be a part of this. I need this. This is medicine for me. This is which I love. Right. You which know? I love. I want to I want to learn how to grow. I want to learn how to clean the floor. I want to learn what are what's pest? What's what's IPM? What what is that? You know? Right. And so that I can get behind that. I can fuck with because I've put in my 10,000 hours for this. You know, I've earned the right to be here. I've sat in federal prison for this, you know? So for someone to come in and say, "Man, teach me at the entry level and then bring me along." You know, I don't don't just give me any strain. Like what is what, what do you call it? I'm like pheno hunting. Can we do that? I like this. Pheno hunting, absolutely. Is there a way to make that one strain? I'm like, yes, J. Alphonse, there is a way to do that. Are you patient enough to wait for it? Absolutely. I want to go through the whole process. I want I want to learn it all. So when a person is like that, then you don't. I don't mind investing my time. I don't mind investing my efforts. And yes. Thank God, you know, his his show has come season two has come out. We started this two years ago. You know, we didn't know where we didn't know. He didn't know where his career was going to go. I didn't. You know, I, I looked at him and I was like, this guy is a hell of an actor and he's not really known all over the world yet. You know, I think he had maybe two hundred thousand followers when I when we met and, you know, he was coming off his first season. He had done a couple things. He was he was good in his arena, but not to the public you know his right. peers knew who he was and respected him right. so i just looked at that and i said you know what if i can get get with this guy right now everyone will know i didn't just go get with a celebrity because of clout right i didn't just go find sign with a drake or or a michael b jordan somebody that the whole world knows to try to bring awareness to my brand i said no nah, man we're gonna do this the right way about the flower let's let the flower tell the fucking story and then once the flower tells the story then it brings my consumer into your world so they figure out who jr Fonz nicholson is and then if th there's people in your world in the actor world who don't know who ball family farms is so it's a win-win but it's oh, yeah. authentic it's for real well you said it was your medicine right so let's talk about it. let's let's back this up because then we're going to get into your strain and we're going to say what because obviously we want to know what makes you different we want to know what you stand for because that's what this whole show is about right it's about cannabis it's about education it's about getting educated but knowing the differences and everything but, but you said it, it's it's your medication right so yeah i mean when you started well both of you obviously obviously i don't know what's when you started smoking when you started using cannabis but it's something specifically that you said it's my medication. So what does it help you with specifically? Alphonse, specifically, yeah. Specifically, brother, it helps me with um, anxiety that I didn't realize I had until I became an adult. You know, uh, I probably started smoking cannabis around the age of 12 or 13 and tobacco in North Carolina, tobacco state, man. You know, so this is one right. of you rolling up fucking Reggie and joint and blunts big ass blunts and you're just getting high not realizing that it's actually calming you down it's taking your mind away from all the things that you had to go through that day or whatever may have happened at school or at home and so it wasn't until i became an adult that i realized that cannabis was something that actually put my mind at peace and, and helped me relax throughout the the you know the trials of my day and so when i started acting around 18 professionally uh you know life started moving very fast for me i had my son two years after that, I was 20 years old and I had my son. And so 
I think I, at that point, I realized that oh, cannabis is something that really helps me maintain my my kind of just uh, like I said, my peace, but as well as like, kind of this focus that I needed to have to get through co-parenting that I need to have to get through being a street drummer. Some people know my story. You know, I was a street drummer in, in New York for a long time, and that's how I made a living outside of acting. And so in order to sit down there in those subways and make it through those tough days and, and earning a dollar for dollar, I would need something to kind of keep me at peace. And uh, how funny is that, right? Everybody thinks that you just it just happened like that, right? Then all of a sudden you woke up and you became an actor and people knew who you were. But, never, but nobody ever realizes that there's a whole backstory that happened. <laughs> Years I've been in this industry, and uh, I would say halfway through my career was when I really realized, okay, you know what, um, you know, cannabis is, is has been a part of my journey, and I want to find a way to make that, uh, you know, continue to have that part of my journey. So yeah, anxiety, man, that's what it helps me with. That's what is my, uh, you know, my prescription. That's why I'm prescribed with it uh, from my good brother here, and it's because it, it keeps me in a place where I can stay focused. It keeps me now having its levels to this as well. You know, now right. I find myself being a, a famous and being a celebrity and so many people knowing who I am and walking down certain streets and getting stopped every block, you know, going to a restaurant and you can't really finish your food. And so uh, this beautiful plant, uh, especially specifically this strain that we've created, all of all family farms products have been a, a resource in my life. But now specifically the Fonzie has become a, a very particular resource for calming anxiety, but at the same time, keeping your energy high, keeping you in the loop, you know, keeping you up, uh, you know, it's long days that set. When I'm well, that's what I was just going to ask you. I was going to ask you, it's something that obviously helps you while you're acting. It's something that, would you say that, when you're acting 90% of the time, you're smoking something that keeps you a little more focused because obviously people don't realize and, or they do realize, you know, because of the terpenes and how it makes you feel. And are you going to be, it's not just always, I'm going to get high and sit on a couch and, and, and be stupid, right? It can help right. you focus. It can help you all these things. So is that kind of how you got into it and how you created this strain or is it something like how much do you smoke during you're acting. I mean, you definitely. Uh, I smoke every morning. You know, when I get up, it's part of the routine. No matter how early that morning may start, sometimes your morning can start four thirty-five, thirty in the morning on a set. And so then I, I yeah, I, I roll a joint. I have a coffee most of the time, and then throughout the day, I may have a joint or two, or just kind of towed off a of one joint throughout the day, depending on what the just to kind of keep you just kind of keep, keep you, you right. especially with P Valley. Anybody who's seen P Valley, you know that it's a lot. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a oh, there's a lot going on. But it's a very important story to tell, and so you want to be focused and you want to be at your best self when you're telling it. And so, uh, Ball Family Farms always has this way of making sure that it keeps me right where I need to be, and um, you know, just dealing with all the emails and the, the, the interviews and all the different things that come with being in this industry, man. So, it's a blessing that I've been able to be a brand ambassador going on two years now for, in my opinion, the best cannabis company on, on, on uh, you know, in, in the world. And so, so, yeah, yeah, no, no, go ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You good. Uh, no, I was going to say, so Chris, it's, so how did you, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you proposed, you guys got together, but right. what made you come up with this strain specifically or, and, and, and tell us a little bit about what he's talking about and, and what this special strain is. So, um, when, when J. Alphonse first, uh, when we first started going on this journey, 
what I did was I gave him all of our strains to smoke, you know, and I said, listen, smoke all of these and tell me which ones affect you the best, the worst, the, the you know, just give me some feedback. Test, I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. right. Um, I laced them up, you know, with all of our strains. I probably gave them about an ounce, you know, of, of each strain. And I said, live with them. I said, don't call me after the first the first joint of each one. I said, live with them, you know, smoke them when you wake up. You try one at a time. Smoke them when you wake up, smoke it during the day, smoke it after you eat, smoke it before you're going to go to bed. Like live with it first and then start giving me feedback. And that's what he did. And when he did that, he came back. With um with two of our strains that he he really liked right it was one uh was our Laura Charles, which is a straight hybrid, and then he came back and then the other one he liked was our Bruce Leroy, um which was a sativa dominant hybrid right okay. so, exactly what he was talking about kind right. of keep him so exactly. I said okay um and I knew what both the, the the phenos were I knew what both the the genetic profile of both of them. I knew what they were, right? And we do our own tissue culturing, we do our own pheno hunting, we do our own proprietary genetics. So I have the males and and you know and the moms of each one of our strains. I was going to ask you, you had all of these before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. We came into the industry with them, right? Okay, with good. Peacock. So nice. Um, so I said, he said, is there a way, you know? And at this time, he doesn't he doesn't know about germinating. He doesn't know about you know pheno hunting. He doesn't know anything about that process. He just right. knows the weed. So he's like, is there a way? It's all right. That's okay. That's yeah, exciting. Exciting. <laughs> no, it exciting for me. It was exciting because it, it, it was, I felt like a teacher and I was excited to be able to teach him this, you know? So I, I, he's sitting on my couch and we're talking and he said, is there a way to like make, to get a little bit of both in, you know, a little bit of Laura Charles and a little bit of, of Bruce Leroy in one? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, there is. Right. <laughs> so then I take him down this journey of, of, of how you, you know, of how you germinate and, and how you pop seed and how you crossbreed and all that good stuff. So he's sitting there like, whoa, I didn't even know you could do that. So I said, so what we're going to do is we're going to take, you know, we're going to get Laura Charles. We're going to get Bruce Leroy. I'm going to get the mom and I'm going to get the dad and I'm going to crossbreed them. Right. And Turn then I a little barren man. Birth seeds. <laughs> so once we birth those seeds. Then we're gonna set out to pheno hunt your perfect strain, and that's what we did. You know, so I just married the two strains that he liked from from high, from effects, the flavor profiles. You know, and then when we got the feed, when we got the seeds, we popped the seeds and went back through it. And I, that's when I told him about the big four. Right, we need something that's gonna have bag appeal. We need something that's gonna smell great. We need something that's gonna test great, and we need something that's gonna make the high has to be level. Right, it has to be what you love because this is your expression the, what when you we put this strain out the world the people who smoke this need to understand what it is that you're feeling in your strain right so when we talk about it they know how to shop for it and so that's what we did man and he you know he chose it's the actual pheno was is gg23 right it was the 23rd pheno out of like a hundred wow nice and that's how we got here it's it a beautiful experience, man. Beautiful experience. Now, do you okay? What I love about how you just explained that was so important. When you're talking about you're creating something that you want something, someone to feel what I'm feeling, right? When you're explaining, I mean, when was the last time you heard somebody explain something like that? Meaning, when you're talking about a fine wine, if you're talking about food, if you're like a chef. 
right? You're talking almost like you're a chef, right? You're like, this is what I wanted somebody to feel what I'm cooking. I wanted them to feel the flavors, take them back to my lineage or, you know, when someone, when a chef talks about where they're from or where they, and they just, they want to bring them there. Right. So I think that that's huge in explaining your message of why I think I was getting back to why it doesn't really matter who you are, right? It matters about the quality. And and that is why a celebrity, no offense, nothing like that. It just can't sell what you're trying to break. You know, you've got to have somebody that says, look, eyes on me. I'm so-and-so, but the quality is what speaks for itself. And this is why brings them back. That's that's what brings them back. Right. And, and with, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, 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 no. I, I, please, if I'm cutting you off at any point, but, um, but, at, but when I'm talking about cannabis is this is what I mean. And so many people don't understand. Like, it's not just about getting something from down the street and, oh, it makes you feel a certain way or no, you don't, you have no idea. That's why you have to go out there and understand what's going to work for you and what you're trying to accomplish. Right. I just thought it was awesome the way you explained that because it's so important that people understand that this is just way more to this. This is, is. not <laughs> more to it, man. And Chris, Chris is a, a master at doing that, man. He's a true craftsman when it comes to the cannabis industry, when it comes to the plant, true uh, lover and believer in the medicinal properties of it. And that's why I fell in love with him and his company. Obviously, we the same hue, you know, to see a black man own what it is that he's done and create what it is that he's created is uh, very inspiring. But then to hear his intellect on the side of it too, it's like, oh, this brother knows what he's talking about. Like, yeah, he doesn't actually, uh, he doesn't have to be the botanist at this point. He doesn't have to actually plant the seed, but he will though, just like chefs will go in and cook in their own restaurant it's like uh you know chris is kind of the epitome of um putting your hands in the dirt and getting it done and so for me that's where i come from and i come from getting it done and i think that's what attracted us to each other as as business wise and also as friends it's like no we're gonna get it done regardless your family my family gonna be good your children gonna be good everything's gonna be taken care of just off of the hustle off the strength then it's like, oh, but how sophisticated do we want to be? One of our right. um, one of our mutual friends said that to the, uh, the other day. He said, "Ball Family Farms is sophisticated." You know, there's a there's a thing that comes to it when you have to when you walk into the space. You say, "Oh, no, these gentlemen are connoisseurs of this." And so that's what I appreciate about it. Outside of the acting, I feel like people was go, you know, for lack of a better word, was go fuck with us regardless. You know, uh, regardless of what my acting career has done. And then we say that to each other all the time. Neither one of us are here like this. No, I think you guys make a good team. I'm saying, I, I'm saying it works. You both have, a, a, you know, a part in this, right? I just was saying, you like you have Jordan, right? Like you have Jordans. Well, people buy Jordans because Jordans, right? But they're not. If Jordan sneakers sucked or they didn't look awesome, or you know what I mean. I was gonna buy them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, though, no, it's Jordans. Maybe they'll buy them because they're Jordans. So it's maybe it's a bad example, but but you know, but it's also you know, it's also when it's fly, man. The pro- the marketing all across the board. This is the first time that Chris has ever used an actual actor, myself, a real person, and put my and put a face on the bag. But what happened? I love that. He's a genius. So he's like, no, I'm going to still flip it on him. Where it's like, we know the Fonzie. We know who, hey, we know who happy is. Right, right. We know how is. You know? And just like you know who Daniel LaRusso is. Just like you know who Miyagi is. Or just like you may know who Laura Charles is or Nino Brown. It all kind of lays out. And so, the, like he said, man, those four things, when he said that to me, I'm like, yeah, we hit 
on all four. And so shout out to Ball Family, man, just bringing that whole packaging together and Chris and it all comes from, from him, you know, it's dope. And something else to piggyback, Nick, what you said about the Jordans, right? I've been a Jordan collector and fan since I was a little kid, right? If I take this phone upstairs to my shoe room, you guys will think you think I have a serious problem. because <laughs> That's all right. Some, as you said, you know, there was a time when uh, Jordan left Nike, right? They, they, they became two separate companies, right? And Nike was making all of the Nike shoes. They were doing them in Thailand right? And they were using real leather. This is back in the 90s, right? Okay. The 80s and 90s, right? And then when Jordan took over, they wanted a bigger profit margin because they had to split with Nike. So they started making the shoes in Taiwan. And when they started making the shoes in Taiwan, they weren't using the same leather. The leather started to hurt your feet. Uh -oh. as you, these are supposed to be basketball shoes. Right, of course. So the shoe got a little bit more hard and it got a little bit more dense and heavy. And the consumer the real one, we knew. We said, something's off here. This is not the same shoe, right? So then Nike, Jordan, was forced to go back to, uh, to, uh, um, to where, 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 where did I just say? Not Taiwan, the other, Thailand. Thailand, Thailand. Right? They were forced to go back and get that real leather. So now, sometimes you'll see a Jordan shoe, and I want you to pay attention to this. You'll see a Jordan 3 or a 4. Some of them will have the Jordan man on the back, and some of them will have Nike Air on the back, on the okay. heel yeah, yeah. of okay. the shoe. Yeah, no, when you see the Nike Air, that's Thailand. When you okay. see the Jordan, that's that's Taiwan. Right? Oh, no, wait, which one do we want, though? We want the Air? We want Thailand. We want we, Nike Air. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. That's that soft, buttery leather that you could run up and down the court in all freaking day. Right. So it's the same thing. Those Those principles and rules apply in any industry you're in. It doesn't matter whether it's fashion, doesn't matter whether it's food, doesn't matter whether it's cannabis. It's the quality, the quality of what you're doing. If you're paying attention to it and you're not cutting corners with the quality will always win. It will always rise to the top. And, and so you're differentiating yourself because of that, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, there's a lot of cat. Come on. There's a lot of cannabis brands, right? There's a lot. Everybody's trying to make their mark in the business and not to go back, but Again, bringing all types of cultures together. I always say it, right? You know, you talk about, obviously, you're coming from a minority, but it doesn't matter, right? I mean, black, white, Asian, Don't purple, matter. green, it brings everybody together. I mean, that's this, the, the, that green universal color is all the colors in that. But, um, but, I, but I think it's, it, again, and, and this is why we loved, you know, we wanted to have you guys on. It, it's about the quality, right? This is how I run my company. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm in cannabis. I'm on the other side, though. I'm in hemp. Uh, we do customized formulas in cannabis. So it's a little different. Not only we use our strains, but I use other molecules. And we, you know, we treat uh, certain conditions. Well, we have a separate, uh, separate conversation about that, Nick, because we need some CBD. We need some well, off farm CBD around the world. So you got we'll it. talk about that offline. All right, perfect. Perfect. No, I, I love that. I mean, if you look. good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but 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 what I mean is is that you know same thing with with the way I am, you know, and 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 how I live my life, and I see that's how you are with your craft. Of course, my man over there with his. But I'm just saying it's all about what you put into it, your heart, right? What you want to get out of it. He wanted to be a custodian, right? I mean, like he didn't care. He just wanted to learn. He was ready to be humble and say, "Teach me what you know." Good because you know, yeah, right, exactly. And and why? Because you're doing it right. 
you know, and people see that and they see that you're doing it right. They're doing it the right way and game re recognizes game. Right. So, and that's why I wanted to get into it. Now, this strain specifically, um, it's kind of, you know, it, look, there's a whole thing on how you said it, but I want you to explain it from your mouth. Exactly. I mean, I'll tell you what your word for word, what I found, um, from the nose to the structure, the Fonzie is truly a beautiful strain. It's smooth taste gives you an excellent high that allows you to move throughout your day, calm and relaxed, feeling energized and not too heavy. But you said something about the taste of it, something about like, it tastes like Skittles and cream and smells like a fruit basket. Can you please break that down for me a little bit? Because, I mean, come on. That sounds amazing. I got one even better than that. I said the other day that it smells like the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I mean, come on. What else do you need? <laughs> and, and I know that people thought that it was a forbidden fruit. When he got to it, but it's not, baby. We know what the apple smells like. We're not focused on that apple tree no more. Not even focus on that anymore, man. Focus on the on the fruit itself. It's beautiful. So it smells like the garden of Eden, and it truly it smells like a fruit basket, man. When you smell it, it smells. It has this beautiful pungent, just burst of like lemon. Uh, there's a little bit of berry in there for you. And then it actually looks like that too. It's like when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, this is a fruit. Like this is what God intended for this plant to look like when it's properly grown. You On the back here, you see that we have grown and living soil. You scan that little QR code there, it shows you exactly what the plant looks like, the facility and how it looks around it. You can see things and see how well kept these facilities are because of Ball Family Farm staff and the people that Chris had put in place over there. And so when you cultivate a plant like that, now you have something that smells like Skittles. Yeah. And it's not all these different things put inside of it to make it smell like that. It's just naturally how it's how it's done. And so, yeah, it, it smells great. So you park it up, it's turning heads. I give y'all, I give y'all, you know, at Ball Family Farms, we're, we're, we're known for never telling or disclosing our genetics, right? We'll never completely tell you what we did with this one, because I just believe from being in the cannabis space so long, people, you know, the cannabis user will get caught up in what the name of something is. And because the black market is still really prevalent and people run around. Yeah, legacy market, 80% of the country. Yeah, putting certain strains in this bag and calling it this and calling it that. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what it is. All you need to know is you need to try it. I'm going to let you know if it's a hybrid of indica sativa. I'm going to let you know that. I'm going to give you some, some terpene profiles on the back. So you need to do your research and learn what those terpenes mean. And that's it. But I love that you guys, I will give you guys some of it, right? What the, the, the smell that he's talking about is two of the lineage is a ice cream cake and a, and a Tropicana cookies. That's two of the, of the four lineages that are in, or that are in that strain. I won't tell the other ones just because that's just how I move. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I grew up in the era of, Oh, you know, Blue Dream, right? At one point, Blue Dream was fantastic. As of seven, eight years ago, nine years ago, you can't even get some, you can't pay somebody to buy some Blue Dream, but it's still a wonderful, beautiful strain. I have, I'm going to put it back out and call it something else, right? Because people get caught in a stigma of a name. Mm -hmm. You know, at one point, Purple Punch was the shit, and then it just dropped off the face of the earth, right? Nobody wanted Purple Punch anymore. Still a beautiful plant. Still a beautiful strain, good color, good structure, good nose, good smoke, right? So that's kind of why, you know, I don't tell, but I do want to 
just give your listeners or your viewers some sort of insight. There is some Tropicana cookie in there and there is some ice cream cake in there. So that's where you're getting the fruit basket, but the cream, that's where he, that's where it's coming from for him. You know, it's funny. You know, people say, you just said it. No, I'm going to list some terpenes on the back. That's the most important thing, people, because know what is what you want. Right. <laughs> Understand, like the name is really irrelevant. If, right. if, if it's the terpene profile that you're looking for or the effect that you're trying to get. But this is what the funny thing we were talking about is we always talk about THC values, right? But you don't go into a liquor store and say, I need moonshine because it's the highest. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't. I mean, I, I mean, maybe some people do, but most people don't go into a liquor store and go, "I just need the highest alcohol content." Well, most Nick, you know when I did that? I did that when I was twenty-one. <laughs> right. When I was twenty-one, right. just starting to drink. I was going, "What's the highest percentage beer you got in here?" Oh, that's still reserved. Oh, that's over there. Okay, let me have that. Right. You might even not even like the taste too, though. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just, right. it just, I mean, look, I come from, you know, I mean, I, I've even had a malt liquor day in my life, you know, back in the day. And you're just like, listen, I mean, you know, it gets you messed up, but, but, you know, but there's, there's a lot better things out there now. Right. So to add to that, you know, this year with Ball Family Farms, we're running this big campaign. And the campaign is called Terps over THC. And what we're trying to do is educate the consumer and the buyer, right? If you were to go to a restaurant, and I give this analogy all the time, if you were to go to a restaurant and you're a steak eater and you have a piece of Wagyu steak that's supposed to be, you know, Japanese Wagyu, that's the best cut of meat on planet Earth, right? right. And then you got yourself a little uh, a New York strip steak, right? The Wagyu steak has no seasoning but the New York strip is seasoned to perfection, right? Which one is gonna give you a better experience at dinner, right? Even though one is supposed to be the highest quality of meat, but there's no seasoning on it. So it doesn't really taste like anything. But then that New York strip is not the highest quality of meat, but it's seasoned to perfection. Well, I'm probably gonna go for the, for the sirloin, right? And so I make that example because I want people to understand, learn your terpene profiles, learn the experience. It's not about how much THC is on the plant. When you go to testing, that could just be the nug that they chose. That particular nug could just have all of that, that THC on there. That doesn't mean the entire rest of the 50 pounds that we have to test in that batch is gonna be the same, right? So don't even look at that. Look at your terpene profiles, look at lin linanol, look at maracine, look at all these things, figure out what those things mean to you and how they make you feel and shop for that. Shop for a two to 3% THC, I mean, terpene profile. That means that weed is going to be very tasty. You looking at something that's one, one point something below one, well, it doesn't have much taste, but it's a 35er. Well, you just going to be smoking air and you're going to be high as shit. It may not be a good high. You know, what about all the other cannabinoid profiles that are that are supposed to be in there? So we're trying at, at Ball Family Farms and with the Fonzie, with all the rest of our strains, we're trying to educate the consumer so that they can shop smarter. Well, I, like, for example, in a lot of the stuff that I do, I'm always doing multiple strains. And, you know, we have four good ones that we come up with. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. If you really want to know. You know, I, I guess I'll tell you, but um, but I usually keep about four. We've gone through 32 different ones, and it's just to get terpene pro, uh, to more cannabinoid profiles on our right. side. Yes, we worry about the terpene, 
terpenes, but it's more about the other minor cannabinoids that give different medical effects that we try okay. to, you know, specialize in on our side, but right. it's the same. It's the same thing. It's understanding what's going to work for you and why you're doing this. Why are you taking it? Why are, are you doing it for fun? Are you doing it for, you know, because you have medical, pur medical purposes or yeah, something like that? Why you drink? Are you drinking in your shit face or are you right. drinking to just have a buzz? You know, right. it applies. Why are you eating? Are you eating to just have a snack? Or are you eating to get full? You know, right. which one is it? All these things determine what you ingest. No different with cannabis. Oh, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, how about in Hollywood? I mean, what's how? I mean, obviously, you got co-stars. You're you're getting famous. I mean, how are they? You know, responding to the brand to cannabis. I mean, what's Hollywood like in, in with cannabis? I mean, so the dope thing about it is that it's far in between that you have someone actually step out and say that they're a cannabis user. You know, you see a lot of people use it, but how many people actually promote? um you know the fact that they are are you know behind the medicinal purposes for it so that's the dope thing about what i'm doing and what chris and i are doing ball family farms the reason they're behind me on this is because it helps me stand out in my industry which is something i always want to do not only with my work ethic and my craft as an actor uh you know producer director when the time comes but also like what else is he doing outside of the craft and so now that i have the cannabis so i love you know seth rogan has been a huge inspiration to me you know his blueprint being an artist but also having house plant and doing some dope things with right. that with the, the pottery and also obviously the flower um so to be able to do this with my my brother chris ball it's like oh we gonna be able to be one of the ones one of the first really actors that you kind of see behind the cannabis industry in that scene in that mix and i think it's going to take us uh pretty far continue to pull other people into it as well, continue to make awareness of it, uh, obviously, but also business opportunities for people who want to come in and get some things and partner with Ball Family Farms, which is already happening, been happening, but now starting to happen even more because of the recognition. And so for me, man, it's dope. And obviously, I'm a huge advocate of like, yeah, that's all you need, baby. Like, I, I don't I don't judge anyone. I don't want anybody to feel like you have to uh, not have your vice. Um, but this is to me one of the safest uh, plants, one of the safest medicines around. Oh, and so crazy. Hollywood is a crazy place, man. People do all types of things. You see all types of crazy shit. And uh, for me, I just stick to what I know. My rivers and lakes, as my wife likes to say. She said, I'm going to stick to my rivers and my lakes. <laughs> the, the rivers and the flows that I know. And so all family farms. And a lot of people, they come up to me. They're like, yo, what's up with the so what's the smell on the ball family farms like man i see you doing your thing and i always tell people well, it's not that easy brother you got to earn that and uh mm -hmm. we can't just give you one of them letterman jacks everybody don't got one of them everybody makes that varsity team it's a real mafia type kind of just vibe kind of like lifestyle and uh and just when i say that term i don't mean all the fucking shit that comes with it we don't obviously don't condone right. violence and that type of shit but it's like now nah, this is my family no i get it no i totally get it we want to take care of and ball family farms if that's no uh no pun intended when they when you have that family in there people really we stand by that um but and so in hollywood people come up and they they want to be in and they want to be in the mix you know i bring chris to my red carpets not like like my actor friends and shit. Like it's like me, my wife, Chris, and his wife. And it's like yeah, I love it. Friendly neighborhood, you know what? What you call it? Uh, the, the friendly, the friendly legalized dope. Your friendly neighborhood legalized dope. Man. Can you please show me your shirt, Pete? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
your friendly neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your shirt say, man. Pete? Let me see it. Let me see your shirt. Pete, Pete. show that shirt. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I bring Chris to the red carpets, man. And uh, what happens is uh, a lot of people are already actually familiar with Ball Family Farms, but then they say, oh, damn, that's owned by this gentleman. Okay, wow, that's different. And it feels different. And then when they shake his hand, it's just like, okay, thank you, brother. I appreciate what it is that you're doing. And so into the Hollywood space, uh, you know, Ball Family Films is, is, is on the way. That's a real thing that's starting to happen. And so Chris having his a mutual friend of ours called Sanctuary Deliverance. And so soon you'll see us actually producing and directing. And uh, at some point, you know, being able to tell Chris's story, which I hopefully I can portray uh, and, and play Chris and really bring an elevation awesome. to his story and make it dope than a motherfucker where it's just like, damn, seeing a cannabis movie, but it's fire though. It's not like a comedy. Like it's like drama. It got comedy in there. It got all that in there, but it's like, oh, this is a real, real story, story, a real life story. You know, oh, I love that. Yeah, and so listen, man, we really trying with Jay with Fonz, you know, we are really trying to elevate our space. And I'm really, you know, as a social equity uh license holder and trailblazer, I'm really trying to come forward and show people, listen, the guys from the legal, I mean from the traditional market, right? We are the people that need to be leading this industry. We're not all criminals. We're not these bad people, right? We fell in love with something. Maybe it was we had to do it because of our environment. Maybe we just fell in love with the process of the plant and we knew that there were so many beneficial things to it, right? But what Fonz and I are trying to do is trying to bring a different light, you know, to our industry. And at a high level, at a very high level, we've all seen the classic movies, How High, Dope, Red Man and Method Man. We've seen uh, Half Baked, you know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle. We've seen those stories, right? And they're the shit. I fucking love them. We've seen the Fridays, right? Christ, dude, we've, seen we've seen it with Smokey. But what me and Fonda is trying to do is trying to take it to the next level. When is somebody actually seen a real live drama cannabis picture, right? Where we're telling the story. We're talking about the medical purposes of the plant. It needs to elevate, right? Because most of us, a lot of us in this industry are elevated individuals. We're smart. We know how to do this, right? There was no fucking college degree in how to learn how to sell weed, break down weed, how to grow weed. We had to put in our 10,000 hours to figure this out by trial and error. We had to fail a million times to get to this point. So it's time for the world to see that. And with Fonz's platform and how serious of an actor he is, I know this man is going to be nominated for an Emmy. God willing, he wins. I know that. I, I know it in my bones and in my heart. So it's like, being able to partner with someone like that who has the ability and platform to really storytell. And just for me dealing with him, I'm getting other celebrities with the, with that same platform and that same uh, high level experience that want to come in and do things with us. So it's been, it's been so mutually beneficial for both of us. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about what's to come. You guys will be, you, when you guys see what the shit that we're going to do, y'all going to be hyped. Y'all going to be like, man, them dudes told us, and they really doing this shit. It's gonna be awesome. But if the perception is all those other movies, the perception of reality is those other movies. Until you make something that's different, correct? There, that's that's, that's what this, that's what the mainstream sees. One hundred percent. And so I love what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're here to do. And it's great, too, that you notice the one thing that makes it actually seem that works so well, too, and makes it this way is that you have Chris with all of his knowledge. And 
you have Alphonse with the thirst and willingness to learn something, you know, and with that, I think back and forth is what you need to kind of create, not just an amazing stream, but a wonderful, you know, going partnership. Forward, uh, it's humility. It's respect for one another and humility as grown men, knowing what we know and then being what we don't know, you know, and it's a yeah. beautiful thing, man. It's beautiful, man. It's, it's it's a wonderful friendship that we've been able to cultivate, man. And uh, I tell gentlemen this all the time. It's important, man, to I have my circle. I have really tight, close people in my life. And Chris does as well. But when you get an opportunity to branch out and build a cross, I say this all the time on my father's tombstone. It says bridge builder. And that's the type of energy that I share with Chris, man. We, we bridge build, we, we, we build bridges and we, we connect for each other and we throw alley-oops all the time. And it's, um, it, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful experience, man, doing this with this brother. And that's kind of the energy that we put into the plant as well. And so that, I want people to receive that where it's like, it's all love, man. Accept people, uh, be, hum uh, you know, have humility, be humble, you know, learn, learn, be able to learn, be able to listen and uh sit back and, and kind of just enjoy the the ride or be patient you know i've learned a lot from this relationship from this doing this process it's like you got to be patient those plants just don't pop out the ground and grow motherfucker. they don't just you know it takes time to, to get it to where to where you want to get it to and so similar to building real partnerships real business relationships uh real family uh you know that's that's what you want to do this with and i can tell you gentlemen are good friends too you working in the same room you're like hey man put the divide up man we got to get this shit done oh, yeah. so, no, so, it's, it's, it's nice to see of course getting things done and that's how we are man we just want to share the love want people to see who you can be you know i tell people all the time what type of provider you want to be for your family you know, my wife taught me that, you know, Chris and I, we kind of move in that lane where it's like, you got, we kind of got a ladies beside us. It don't really matter where you see me at. She gonna probably be right there with me. It can be a room sitting full of table, whatever we talking about, whatever we here with it. And uh, I'm I'm going out to get the Buffalo, put it on my head and bring it back home. You know, so uh, like that's that, that ball family farm energy. That's the energy I got. And you put it together. Well, we can't wait to see you Christ. guys really, you know, do what you're going to do in the future here. And I mean, this excitement has got me, you know, got me sitting a little energized here, man. So well, I'm about to, I'm, well, first I'm about to run a marathon on P-Valley. Hey. And then, and then, <laughs> and then we're flying up to see Chris at the farm. So, uh, yeah. Let's go. Hey, Let's go. Where, you awesome. where you at? You down? Where, where you at? Yeah, well, my farms are in Colorado and California, but we're in South Florida. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be yeah. out in Florida. I'm, I'm working on a partnership now out in yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. We're, we're uh, yeah, we're, we're near, yeah, we're in between. We're Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. Got it. We're, we're called Delray, but it's South Florida. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely do if you're there. coming this way, you're coming in to say hi to us. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'll be, for I'll sure. Be there, uh, next, in two weeks. I'll be out there in two weeks for a whole week and a half. Perfect. I'll make sure I come visit for sure. Oh, that'll be great. That'll yes, be great. Sure. We'll do that. Yeah, we do appreciate the times that you guys both have set aside for us. And remember, everybody, you know, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and support the family at Ball uh, Family Farms as well as Alphonse and P Valley. Get the Fonzie. Everything else you want to find and follow us at Cannabis Radio, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you guys listen to your podcast. But this was Empire. We appreciate your time and getting educated with us.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.